Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other music professionals. We're your hosts, myself, Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a recording artist and mix engineer. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Studio, a mastering and recording engineer. Hey. Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing really good. <laughs> hey, thanks for agreeing to start a little early. Oh, sure. I would have started earlier, but I was doing groceries. <laughs> anything good? Did you get me anything? Got a turkey. Got a bunch of stuff for apple pie. Oh, cool. And uh, yams and all that stuff. Nice. Yeah, I made my list today, but I, uh, I don't like to get that stuff too early, but not too late. It's always a juggling act. Yeah. We stocked up on a few things, too, because we just went to Tier 3 today. Oh, yeah. We're on it. Well, we have different We have colors here. We're going to, what is it? We're red now or maybe going to purple. Oh, okay. <laughs> DEFCON 5, you know. Yeah. I've actually, over the last month, been slowly restocking my pasta, my canned goods and other stuff just because I knew this was coming. Yeah. I mean, we knew this was coming. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's dark. I've got my Christmas lights on up in here. I got my gloves on and my hot tea because it's <laughs> not very warm out here, even though I've been out here all day. Um, we're inspired by your lights, so we're going to put them on our back porch. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're groovy. My wife they hadn't are. seen it. She came out today and uh, she hadn't seen the diffuser, which I just put up today, or the, the new burgundy wall treatment. And she kind of stopped and looked around and goes, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't say, oh, wait till the giant box arrives from <laughs> musician's friend next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm completely surrounded by like sawhorses and ladders and <laughs> wires sticking out of the wall. <laughs> Are you still painting or is that pretty much done? Now? The painting's all done. Um, I'm working on mechanical and working on the recovering the of the acoustic panel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said your wife caught you ironing. Yeah, you're busted now, baby. <laughs> She's like, oh, so you know how to work that. All right. Yeah. I got a blouse and a dress that need ironing. <laughs> I had wrinkles in my fabric on my acoustic panels here since I built them and, and it's bugged me. So I, oh, it's an opportunity. You, know, to you, know, you can learn right. anything on YouTube, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I learned, no, I, I've known how to iron since my grandma taught me when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not rocket science. No, I mean, there, you do need to know some things about what temperature to use on different fabrics. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, well, the, the better irons have little pictograms on them. Cotton is higher and polyester yeah, you, is lower. I you mean, know, your 1970s disco silk shirt, <laughs> you don't want to do that on a high. No, I use a steamer for mine. <laughs> Too funny. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited watching the, uh, the progress of that. And uh, boy, I saw the, I saw, I don't know if, if they're coming soon, but I saw the picture of your dream speakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I've I've got like three or four things out on Marketplace and on Reverb to sell right now. Listeners, hey, if you need, you know, hit me up. <laughs> I've got a few things that are on the Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put my monitors up on Marketplace uh, when my Callies come in. Thank you for finding that link for me. Of course. I was going to upgrade next year. Um, and I was kind of half looking out for a Black Friday deal, but... Those are already so low priced. I didn't really expect them to go on sale. Yeah. I guess the, 
the eights went on sale or something, but the sixes didn't. And I was figuring, oh, maybe I don't need them right now, but yeah, that I was think just too sweet of a deal to pass it's up. It's kind of my responsibility, you know, to find great deals and influence <laughs> my friends my money. to spend money when they don't really want to. <laughs> oh, but I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I and you know what? I mean, I've been calibrating this room and getting the treatment and everything. And why not start with the speakers I plan to end up with yeah. in here anyway? Plus, I was... I think it was, was a good exercise week. because you've discovered some things where these new monitors are probably going to help. Yeah. And the ones that I have now, I did some further testing. And I don't know how... I don't know that they're that consistent across the frequency spectrum uh, between them and stuff. So I, 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 I want to get to a point where I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. And I can just trust them and I'm not there yet. So I am more used to them than I was. I'm more used to the room. So that's all good. But um, yeah, it's for me, it is still a little bit of a work in progress. And uh, I know it definitely is for you. Yeah, it's just it's not going as fast as I would like it, but it is what it is. It's there's just a lot of work in here and I'm doing it myself. And right. It's just going to take what it takes. But I, th- I think I will be ready to kind of move stuff to where I want it to be this next week and uh, so for you know from that respect i think i'm on schedule well that's cool yeah it's always nice to kind of coincide uh something like that with a natural break a natural downtime i remember last year at this time i had uh, a client and i just kind of over promised and under delivered unfortunately because i thought i'd have more time at thanksgiving oh i have some time off i'll be able to really focus on this but family needs and and company and i had less time than normal and uh that was that was my fault but um happens yeah when you have stuff like what you're doing which is a little uh i don't want to say time insensitive but you know you can do it here and there uh, it's nice to line that up with a vacation or a break like we have coming up yeah it's just that having the break coming up is my deadline and and here i sit amongst <laughs> ladders and Sure. <laughs> Saw horses and everything, but uh, I should have all my panels done tomorrow. Oh, I actually, well, I was looking for dye for the fabric for the one that I don't want to replace the cover on and uh, could not find it tonight. So maybe oh. like Hobby Lobby or I don't know, uh, Joanne's Fabrics or something. Maybe they'll have something like that. Yeah, I bet Joanne's does. Or Michael's. I don't know if you have a Michael's. Michael, yeah, we got a Michael's. Yes, I'm familiar with those stores. <laughs> I have a very crafty wife and I. I had a very crafty mom and yeah, <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother world to me. But, um, so back to the black Friday, we have that, it feels like black Friday was a day and now it's a month. Yeah. <laughs> and all the stuff that I'm looking at seems to, it's not going to be on black Friday sales. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have my, I mean, I don't need any software at this point, but I do have like a short list, a very short list of you know, plugins that if they went on sale, this yeah. would be the time that I would be persuaded perhaps to pick them up. Although I do find that software deals, especially like plugins, are frequently better on sale on Cyber Monday, which is the Monday following Black Friday. I don't know. Does everybody know what Black Friday means? Black Friday is like the day after Thanksgiving when everybody traditionally went Christmas shopping because that was kind of like the start of the Christmas shopping season. And, you know, if your business was, if your retail business was struggling, that was the day that would put you in the black because it kind of made up for all the slumping summer sales, especially if you are, you know, gift related or holiday oriented. Um, And then Cyber Monday was the day where everybody would go back to work because everybody had a slow internet connection to go back to work. And start shopping online for all the stuff that they didn't find or couldn't pick up on 
Black Friday or over the weekend. And so that was the second jump in sales. And now it's just an excuse for sales all month long, apparently. Obviously, Cyber Monday can be dated, but I have no idea really where the time frame when Black Friday came in. Is that like 80s or early 90s? or when Yeah, somewhere like that. I mean, gosh, my I mean, I remember my aunt, my cousin, as the time used to roll back and back and back, stores would just start opening earlier and earlier on the day after Thanksgiving until they would literally the stores like, I don't know. Macy's or whatever, they would open at midnight the day before. So like Thanksgiving night at midnight and people would like go and line up and shop doorbuster deals for microwaves or I don't know what. I never went, but they used to make it a tradition. They had fun. I don't think they were like the, you know, the Walmart rioting type of people, but you they, they, um, uh, they made it a fun tradition and, you know, more power to them. Yeah. I don't have anything on my Black Friday list. I've just, you know, the stuff that I'm looking in for for my studio, I wasn't really planning on Black Friday, but I was hoping for some sales. And yeah. so I'm trying to remain patient there. Plus, I have some things that I, that I mentioned that I have to sell and and trying to deal with those. I, I actually thought a couple of these things would move quicker than they would. Um, well, know. you know, strategies, like, you know, uh, lowering price, shipping, all that type of thing and, uh, shipping costs, shipping costs yeah. can, will eat you up, you know? So. Yeah. That'll get you. That's why I was surprised that those, those, those ones on eBay that you pointed out because it's musician's friend, uh, selling through eBay, they're able to sell it with uh, free shipping, which is yeah. pretty amazing. Cause I, I'm sure that those speakers, they, they weigh a little bit. Well, like, I just priced out a couple things. These. Like there's a, a an amplifier I'm looking at. It's 33 pounds. Mm-hmm. It, bo- it boxed up, and yeah. it's it's about oh, 24 by 20 by six inches is the box size for it. Okay, and that's like 55 bucks to Ooh, ship wow. right there. So it's all of a sudden the item that you want to sell, you just drove the price up, and so yeah. in order to compete with the new brand new version of that, you know, the used version, even though it's in mint condition, it, you need to really like undercut yourself to be yeah, able to move that's it. Kinda- that's kind of sucky. Unless you can sell locally, you know. Right, which is why Marketplace is good because depending on where you live, yeah, you know, people could come over and just get it off your porch or whatever. And uh, yeah, I've been pretty successful with that stuff. Yeah, in your area, I think it would be a lot better than mine. Probably. Higher population then. Yeah, although people around here, they're funny with stuff like bicycles and things. I mean, yeah, they're already snobby, but they tend, tend to buy higher and stuff. Uh-huh. But they, they tend to think that it holds on to more value than it does. So the, the prices they ask for things like like a used bike or whatever, it's like nobody's buying your used bike for $3,000. Are you crazy? <laughs> I can get a car for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what brand it is. I'm not buying a used bike for 3000 bucks. <laughs> But um, yeah, the sales are good. Uh, but this I, is I mean, the time if, you know, if you're looking for software, especially on plugins, namely, this is the time right. of year. We've said it before. We said it a year ago. In, yeah. Wasn't that our first podcast talking yeah, about probably. Black Friday? <laughs> <laughs> and to those listeners who are trying to figure out when the best time to buy is, well, it's coming. It's now or within the next few days. We've got the pre-Black Friday sales, and then, yeah, coming up this next weekend, it's going to be, you know, over Thanksgiving, that's going to be the prime time. And I, I do agree with you. I think if you are even more patient and you wait through the weekend until the Cyber Monday, the software stuff, the deals there, and they just keep extending Black Friday all the way right. to New Year's, you know, so you don't have to be like <laughs> freaked out that jumping in this, you know, this coming Friday. Yeah. 
while we were talking, I just got Sweetwater's Black Friday sale email. <laughs> yeah, that's like the fifth email I've gotten today. Focusrite Black Friday, Waves Black Friday. Now, Waves is funny because Waves goes, Waves has a sale like literally every day, uh, which makes you kind of realize, okay, well, software is one of the things where it's got to be always overpriced, right? Because, <laughs> you know, it's not like they run out of it. And it's speaking software. of software. <laughs> <laughs> the focus rate one they've got if you're a focus rate owner it. and you're in the collective uh, they've got the d16 group and they make r really great plugins and they've got the d16 devastator and i would say that's probably similar to another famous um kind of type compressor uh the decapitator yeah that type of thing and it's absolutely free if you're a focus rate owner so I'm going to be isn't the decapitator itself, isn't that kind of a copy of the distressor or is it the other way around? I think it's the stressor is the original. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, yeah. I heard that they have completely black or all white, no labels, anything, all the electronic components inside the, uh, which one it is again? The distressor? Distressor. The yeah. uh, so if you opened it up, you wouldn't be able to tell. You'd have to measure every capacitor to figure out what its value was and stuff like that in order to copy it. So, yeah, it's oh, all wow. it's all like blacked out so you can't oh, actually see. That's that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like true. Uh, I've never looked myself, but basically on what I've read, it's... Um, it's completely like, you know, blacked out that way. So you can't huh. just go in and figure That's out kind what of funny. electronics is. Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's smart people out there and they'll go in and measure oh, yeah. stuff up and figure out what it is. Well, you can buy, you can buy some really good copies of some classic hardware. Sure. We've talked about that before. Yeah. But my whole thing about, I mean, yeah, this is a great time to buy hardware for sure. Uh, if it's on sale, like if, but you know, I, my thing usually is if you need hardware, you probably need it right away. You probably don't have the luxury of waiting for a sale, but software, I, I can't imagine having like a super urgent need for software unless you don't have any, uh, in which case never buy it at full price. Cause at some point it's always going to go on sale. Cause like I said, it's yeah. not like they ever run out of software. It's yeah. software. They can I mean, I'm at a point where I'm just an opportunistic plugin yeah. consumer. Yes. I'll, I mean, just like the other day, I was like, what's your favorite delay? I need a delay today, you know, and, <laughs> and I never need a delay, but I had a, a job and actually I, I just didn't have the delay that I wanted. Yeah. And it ends up being that the stock delay did a fantastic job in my dock. Well, good. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. Yeah, had you asked me my favorite reverb, I would have had a quicker answer, but um, I don't use delay as much. And when I do, it's... Uh, it's usually something boring uh, that I just use for, I actually, you know what I use most often, like I said, it was, is I use some um, tape delay that's built into a tape interface. Yeah. Tape, I mean, tape um, emulator. Sorry. Well, I was like looking the, at the, the focus J37? Right yeah. Like the 37 or um, the Kramer tape. Okay. Are you hearing an echo today? On your side? Yeah. I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a echo feedback. Not feedback. Just slap back. No. I'm uh, just some reverb on your side. I usually... Yeah have been hearing that, but I never hear it in post. Oh, okay. Yeah, it may simply be the difference between the Zoom audio and my... I think it is. My DAW. Anyway, so I was going to say, um, if they go on sale, the things that I'm hoping for is a plugin called Trackspacer, which is probably not going to go on sale, uh, a plugin called um, uh, Stereo Monoizer, which is probably not going to go on sale. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, 
uh, that and the other one that I was kind of hoping would go on sale and it did, but it's still too a little too rich for my blood because I don't really need it. Is the uh, the Sound Toys uh, Decapitator, which I think is usually like a hundred and ninety nine, hundred twenty nine. Yeah, it's anyway, there. it's on sale for like sixty seventy bucks. I'm like, eh, I already have something that does just the same thing, but people talk about it. Yeah, check out that D sixteen then, because that might do what you want for free. Writing that down. Because you're in the collective, right? I don't know if I am. Not that collective. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had something that you have your eye on, what would it be? Um, I think if Wave Lab went on an amazing Black Friday sale, I'd have to buy it. Oh, yeah. I'm not I have too Wave keen Lab on elements. having to have a USB dongle, though. It's kind of a drag. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've said that before, is that I, I would totally be all in on Slate plugins if they didn't require me to have an iLock physically plugged in. I thought they got rid of that. Maybe they got rid of that for the subscription, but if you have one-off software, they still require the iLock. And they don't support the online iLock where you can register a machine? Uh, apparently not. You know what? I'm going to double check that before I say that as gospel. Because I but, have iLock stuff, but I don't have to have a hardware iLock. Everything that I have that requires an iLock actually works with the the online uh, iLock registration. Yeah, all my sound toys and wave stuff does. Um, and I felt like Slate was lagging in that respect. But, you know, maybe they changed yeah. something and I just haven't uh, It's It's right actually button. pretty nice online because you can register like two or three computers, uh, depending on your software license. You can just transit. You can't use them all at the same time. You can only use one at a time, but you can go online there and go, okay, I want to shift my license over to the, my other computer and whatever. For, if, you, if you had different locations or different computers in your office or whatever that you wanted to work on, maybe you had like studio A, B, and C, you know, and whatever. Yeah. And just be able to shift your license over as many times as you want. There's no limit. You can just, just tell it where you want the license to be active. Oh, I just looked it up. I was right. They, if you have the quote all, all access pass with Slate, which is their subscription, then you can use, you can use iLock Cloud. But if you just have one off perpetual licenses, you don't get to use it. Oh. So that's a bummer. <laughs> one thing that's interesting that I don't know if a lot of people know, and don't mistake this for your accountant's advice, but um, if you do software subscriptions, you know how people don't really like to pay every month for software. They like to buy it and theoretically own it, even though once in a while they're going to have to upgrade it. Um, subscriptions are tax deductible for businesses. Mm -hmm. That's true. But you can, depending on the amount, I mean, uh, in my experience, if it hits about the $250, $300 mark, that qualifies as an asset. Yeah. And then you can depreciate that asset over seven years. Depending right. on if you have a larger software purchase or something like that, but microphones or whatever. Yeah, I haven't really purchased anything that costs that much by itself. <laughs> but uh, the other stuff are expenses, ever. which are deductible yep. in the same oh, yeah. as well. But that kind of yeah, and I do that. Wasn't it used to be better as far as deductions go, and and now the, you know, like the cost of actually. Adding them to your, to your Schedule C and the cost of the additional form is actually often more expensive than the amount of money that you would get back or credited in, you know, your expense deductions. So it's, 
It yeah. didn't help much. No, well, every little bit helped. Yeah. Uh, this is all between you and your accountant, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the thinking of this with you know as the year is winding to a close, and um, I mean, it's like it know. cost you forty bucks to uh, to have an additional form to claim your your expenses on software, which you've all bought at twenty nine ninety nine every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're thinking of TurboTax where they, they charge you for the Oh, extra. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. or H&R Block or wherever they charge by the form, you know. So what's it actually cost you to deduct that expense? I guess I'll find out in uh, <laughs> March. <laughs> but I think if you didn't claim them because it was too expensive, you could actually then go to your accountant three or four years down the road and go, hey, I've got all these expenses that I didn't claim the last three, four years. And you can claim all those. <laughs> That's smarter. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you do it once. Yeah. I just don't understand. How, how do you depreciate software? You know, it's not like a tangible thing and it doesn't really have resale value. Nah, I don't think you would software. But if, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's more tangible things. But, you know, if you're buying into something that's a couple grand, that. Like a distressor. <laughs> like a distressor. Or, you know, I was thinking in terms of software. I mean, you could probably still do it because you're going to get, it's it's going to lose value. And, yeah. you know, it's, but there's probably, there, there's stuff there I don't know about software and taxes. No idea. Yeah. One of our three listeners may know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please uh, hit us up with some advice there. <laughs> I think it's more of an expense, not an asset, but the computer that you run it on is an asset for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I tend to have the software be expenses. So you had all these things. expenses and your accountant's going, what's going on here at the end of November <laughs> every year? <laughs> yeah, I say, well, waves keep sending me emails. <laughs> Man, I, I keep clicking on them. <laughs> I, I keep, you know, I keep saying I'm going to unsubscribe and. You know, it's like I'm six so emails a day. Oh, man. I was so tempted. They literally email every single day. Yeah. It's, and it's, each it's time ridiculous. the sale is a little bit tweaked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the weird part is that some of these other places, I don't know if it's Plugin Boutique or uh, Plugin Alliance, also sell Waves plugins. So, you know, sometimes yeah. they'll have a better not, sale on the same thing. Yeah. Not Plugin Alliance, they don't, I don't believe, but Plugin Boutique and. You were talking about UAD the other day. Yeah. Got anything of, in mind for UAD? Any sales going on over there? Uh, not that I could see. I've already checked out. <laughs> not, I'm embarrassed. I've already checked out the sound toys, the waves, the focus right, the um um <laughs> I've already checked out Sweetwater sale, checked out. I mean and I'm not even on the market for anything. Like I said, I have a short list. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just click on these things to say, yeah, let's just see what you have. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, this year I'm more interested in, like, cables. <laughs> yeah. Know? So it's, it's nothing near as fun. It kind of is. I'm actually going to build my own cables here. So that, So I've been buying parts. I've got, you know, the actual cable itself and what's called TechFlex, which is a, a cable wrap. And it's like for anti-abrasion and it actually looks really nice. And nice. Cable ends and they have stuff called cable pants, which are little splitters for your cables. Yeah, they're <laughs> cute little pants and oh, funny. stuff like that. And banana plugs and 
all that RCAs and I've now got, most of the stuff that you're going to hook up though isn't going anywhere, right? It's going to be just sitting on a table or whatever, and it's it doesn't really get plugged and unplugged too much. Not at all. Yeah, hopefully yeah. not at all. <laughs> so, right. Uh, usually, if if that's the case, it, and it's the same as my system now. The only time I have to ever unplug anything or do anything, it's because I'm making changes or something's going wrong or I'm checking cables or whatever. But yeah, once everything's set up, I typically don't have to do much to it. And then the the occasional, you know, rebalance of the room and stuff like that. But right. You know what's going to be fun is when I get the Callies and I get my I'm pretty much the room is going to be done here. Um it'll be fun to compare uh our <laughs> this is so nerdy. It'll be fun to compare our um our room resonance uh EQ output. Yeah. I I think I'm going to try, and I'm, I'm considering how I'm going to do it, to get some measurements in my room before I put any treatment up. Oh, yeah, before and after. And, yeah, it's kind of for before and after, but also to help determine where problems are mm-hmm. and to determine, I, I really, to help determine where my seat goes and uh, where the where the base is most balanced in the room untreated to get an idea of that should coincide with what I believe would be on the center of the room, approximately a third from, from one of the walls and uh, one of the adjacent walls. And it should be somewhere in that neighborhood, but if you're off a foot in either way, you're not exactly in the sweet spot. So I, I don't know. I think it's a time and the opportunity to, to get, real particular about it and and f- see if I can figure out, you know, where that sweet spot actually is. Yeah. Why not? There was a, I have no idea how this room's going to perform. I, I think I'm going to have to make more panels and I'm um, going to have to incorporate probably at least six diffusers. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of work you know, over the next months, you know, to get to that point where it's really done, done. But right. I should be up and running for the most part after this weekend and then working on hopefully selling my stuff so that I can kind of finish out the the monitoring part of it. And yeah, then after that it's just room tuning. Right. I always wonder about do you can you use can you use like actual math or is it like a matter of putting the uh diffusers on uh say setting them on chairs and kind of scooting them a little bit and doing a little trial and error to see where where you get the best um, knockdown of like standing waves and stuff. I'm going to use REW and try to determine where standing waves and comb filtering exist. Mm-hmm. And so I think I have my uh, enough of my pa- acoustic panels and my corner bass traps and stuff where I've got the bass taken care of. So I think I'm really going to be working in the in the mids to high mids area, which is where diffusers is going to come in. Cause I've, I'm going to have more wall space now. So I I actually don't have enough panels at this point in time anyway. So I wanted to um, use REW to try and determine where I'm having mid and mid high problems Mm -hmm. and try to use diffusion for those. But that, that takes you know, in a typical room my size, it's going to take at least four diffusers to make any difference at all. Yeah. 
and I probably need at least two more acoustic panels and and then two or three more cloud panels, I think. Wow. To kind of get where I want to be. But we'll see. Oh, I'm I'm exhausted just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how my yeah, I I don't want my computer up in my face anymore. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get a stand mm-hmm. and a Visa mount for my iMac and mounted it on a stand that I can lower down mm-hmm. and basically get it off my desk and put it low behind my desk and maybe angle it a bit, but just get it because it's it's so high. I I just with my current setup, it doesn't matter because my monitors are on either side of it, you know, and it's not. Oh. But in my new setup, my monitors are going to be much further away and wider, and I don't want this thing right in the middle of my sound field, you know? Right. That's kind of a problem I got to figure out, but it maybe have to do that after I get everything set up and then deal with, you know, it on its own. I think, I don't know if it's going to affect comb filtering and things like that, but it's just in my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. But it's a necessary thing. I need to have my, my machine here running. Right. Um, you know, in order to run everything. Yeah. Well, I have my laptop just lays flat and then the monitor just sits there. Yeah. And if I needed to switch to something else, I probably would buy one of the new, uh, well, maybe not the new, new, but uh, a Mac mini probably, which takes up almost no space at all. But I am, I am putting a flat panel up on the wall. Yeah. And we'll see how that works out and how I end up using it. So yeah, how well I can see it and stuff like that. <laughs> right. So I really have no idea how far away I'm going to be at this point because I don't have my speakers yet. So it's trying to figure out where my desk even is going to sit. I have no clue yet. Huh. And here I thought that you had this all kind of figured out. Well, you, the first thing you go. need is your speakers to figure out. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I didn't know until, was it what, yesterday or the day before that you were even thinking of uh, upgrading to yeah. those? So, so, I mean, massive what, speakers. whatever happens, I'll probably just... I may just keep using my monitors that I have now in the new location and tune those up as best I can while I'm waiting for my stuff on Marketplace. So, Yeah, that's not a terrible option. No. I mean, it's going to be the only option, but other than staying where I'm at. But uh, um, I I want the new energy, so I'm looking for that move. Yeah, I think that'll be great. And unfortunately... Probably nothing you're looking for is going to be on a good Black Friday sale. No, it's not. I mean, most of the, yeah, so some of the stuff that the companies just say, well, we don't ever have sales. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Boutique stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stuff that goes on sale, I think, is either like the most common stuff anyway, or like loss leader kind of stuff, you know. You're always going to see like microphones or headphones or stuff, but not the high-end boutique stuff. And even if it was, it probably would still be pretty pricey. You know, yeah. anything that's like handmade. Oh yeah, we have a 10% off sale. That's nice. As you know, and because you've been shopping and anybody else and studio monitors are like, that's the most important thing that you've got in your studio pretty much, right. you know? Pretty and, much. And they're also one of the pricier things for equipping your studio. Yeah. It's not easy getting going, you know, and once you get a good pair and they'll last you for a long time for sure, but it's not necessarily easy to get up and going 
And when you're at a point where you want to go next level, it's it's not, uh, what's a good word? It's not trivial. Yeah, it's not trivial. And it's not something you can probably, you know, if you want to outfit your, your first rig, your first home recording rig with uh, an interface, a microphone and headphones and a couple of cool plugins, now is a perfect time to do that. If you're trying to up-level from that to the next level, that's when you're you're going to probably hit stuff that doesn't go on sale ever if... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, I recommend just being just maybe, you know, OCD about checking the used marketplace often. Right. It changes daily and just keep searching for what it is that you're looking for uh, the, because it's going to come up and... I have no problem buying good condition used gear at all. Oh, same. Um, most of the stuff is built very well. And if it hasn't been beat up and you can generally tell that, it's probably going to work just fine. So I've got a, a lot of things in my rack here that are that were used when I bought them. Nothing wrong with looking at it, where's the, if you're in the U.S., the, where's the dollar stronger? And... You know, right. and looking at international buys, I've bought several things from Canada when oh. the dollar was doing very well, and I got it for a lot less through Canada than I could get it in the U.S. So, use some strategies like that too to help save money. Yeah, that works because it's not too far away from, well, definitely not too far away from you. Um, but as you said earlier, yeah, the shipping can get you sometimes, and when you're shipping internationally, sometimes that just kind of puts it right out of the market. Yeah. But yeah, marketplace is a good spot. That's, that's where these speakers are going to go as soon as I get my Callie's in. Yeah. I hope they move for you real quick. Yeah. I hope so too. I have the manual. I mean, they look, they're in great shape. They, they have not been abused in any way. They look pretty new. So hopefully, hopefully somewhere, someone around here is looking for them. Maybe, maybe even for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I guess I'm kind of lame because I'm not all over plugins this year. No, I think that's fine. I don't think either one of us really need anything, but it certainly is funny to see how many emails a day we get about Black Friday sales. And frankly, you know, yeah, support your local businesses, right? Support your local people selling their stuff if you can. Yeah. I mean, th that makes a lot of sense for like Marketplace and buying from people locally and stuff. I'll tell you what, though, I can't find anything that I need in any local store that, you know, because we just don't have high-end audio or right. very little pro audio stuff here. And it's mostly related to live sound, very little recording or post-production type of gear around. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a bummer because you know what we do always look first locally and very often we just can't find it. And so we, we have to go online to yeah. get certain things, but I, I mean, to the yeah. point where if you ask that, well, we can't really even get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then again, you and I may be in the market for different things than, than some of the people listening sure. or even most of the people listening. So, you know, your mileage may vary, of course. But yeah, if you are on the market for third-party plugins, <laughs> this is the time of year to buy them. Yeah. Um, Another thing is I've bought some of my best, most used plugins that are from Plugin Alliance originally. But mm -hmm. their licensing allows you to resell their plugins. Yeah. If you buy them, you know, and you can find those plugins on eBay. Yeah. And that's so true. I, 
I, I do it all the time. And I think it's a great way to buy plugins. You can get them at the sale price when they're not on sale because someone else bought them on sale and they're, they're marking them up 10 bucks, which is $150 savings over regular price, you know? So it's it definitely a good way to go. Yeah, I bought a couple of IK Multimedia um, plugins that way and their plugins are great. Yeah. Um, and they don't, they have, they have really weird sales where they try to get a, a whole bunch of people to commit to buying and then every tier of number of people that say that they'll buy, then they lower the price or percentage. It's a very strange kind of almost crowdsourcing a sale, but <laughs> yeah, except for the free giveaways that they do, though so buying them used on eBay is, is not a bad way to go. Yeah. So I've had really good luck with that. I think it's just be careful, make sure and read the description really well. And, oh, and, and check also the be seller aware reputation. A, be aware there's a $20 fee for a license transfer and then you know factor that into the cost of the plugin when right the reputable ones will say in the description it costs you twenty dollars in order to activate this plugin under under your license under your account yeah just be careful yeah read, read the, the fine details. print yeah. <laughs> and check the seller up it's worked out great for me so it, i like yeah, buying good that advice way. good advice well hey man i got a call tonight yeah me too i gotta go start the grill and fire up uh Grill Friday, probably the last one of the year because it's just getting too cold to do that out there. Yeah, uh, it's cold here, but the I'm going to smoke a turkey this coming week, and <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I don't care why. I heard smokers actually work better in cold weather. I don't know why, but oh, interesting. I'm going to experiment with that. Well, I guess you'll have to keep us posted. Yeah. Hey, uh, have a have a great weekend or great Thank week, you. everybody. Um, stay safe out there and uh, enjoy the holiday. Yeah. Happy holidays and cheers. Cheers. See you later. Well, that's it for another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave us a comment or review and share with your friends. Hit us up on our website at IndieMusicCast.com. Find myself on Twitter at Mojo's Army. Find Douglas on Twitter at Rezo Studio. Thanks. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>